The Titans prepare to take on Jacksonville. But is anybody on this team healthy enough to play right now? This is the Titans 10. We're talking that and much more. Let's go. Welcome into the Titans 10 for October 8th, the week five preview episode. I am your host, Easton Freeze, a broadcaster and writer over at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Folks, we've got a jam-packed episode for you today. We're going to do a couple narratives that we'll touch on in the weekly preview. We have a huge midweek media segment. We're going to hear from Bud Dupree on his start to the season and then cover in detail that Encyclopedia Britannica that is the Titans injury report this week. I've got the answers for you there on who's likely to go and who's still on the mend. And then, as always, we'll wrap up with a couple quick hit topics. So we've got a ton to cover. Let's jump right into the weekly preview. The Titans travel to Jacksonville this weekend to take on the division rival Jaguars in their second straight road game. There's not a ton to cover here in terms of matchup that the Titans fans don't already know about this Jaguars team. There are, however, a couple of interesting narrative things to keep an eye on, first of which is that this is a reunion matchup for head coach Mike Vrabel, who will be coaching against his former mentor, Urban Meyer. Vrabel coached under Meyer at Ohio State for a couple of years. Now, Urban, in case you have been living under a rock for the last week or two, has been dealing with some uh, interesting personal turmoil. We're not going to get into it on this show. Uh, If you haven't heard, you can go to the Internet and see more than I'm sure you bargained for. But um, Coach Vrabel was asked this week about Urban and their relationship. And Mike said that he felt he became a much better coach under Urban Meyer at Ohio State and wasn't really interested in talking about much else in regards to his opponent this week, understandably so. Another thing to keep an eye on this week is Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, the first and second overall draft picks in this past year's draft, both started the season pretty much lost. They looked really bad, but in each game so far this year, they've seemingly improved, and in last week's games, the Jaguars against the Bengals and the Jets against the Titans, both quarterbacks seem to come online a little bit in terms of development. They seem to have some things start to click for them. The Titans were unlucky in being on the wrong side of things last week against Zach Wilson, and it seems they may be in store for being on the wrong side of things again this week against Lawrence if he is really starting to figure some things out at the quarterback position in the NFL. So that's something that you're going to want to keep an eye on. Now, in terms of winning the game, I want to reiterate a point that I made on Tuesday's show about the importance of this game to the Titans. After this week's game, they go on a four-week stretch where they face the Bills at home on Monday Night Football, and then they host the Chiefs, and then they travel to Indianapolis to face the division rival Colts, and then they travel to L.A. to face the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Now, that four-week stretch is going to be the month that I think will define the Titans' season. And going into it with a losing record, if they were to lose this game against Jacksonville, will be devastatingly bad, because they'll be lucky to come out of this stretch of four games Two and two. So if they go into it with a losing record, they will almost certainly come out of it with a losing record. So the importance of this game to the Titans can't be understated, even though they're facing an opponent that historically they have been dominant against. This is a game that Titans fans, you cannot drop. So that's something that you're going to want to keep an eye on. The ability for the Titans to dominate this game as they should, though they should have dominated last week, and their ability to head into this stretch with some positive momentum. 
And finally, as always on Fridays, the Britches Report. Now, for those of you who don't know, I did not come up with this name. This is a tradition from Jim Wyatt, the Titans team reporter who's covered them since they came to town. So, of course, this report comes courtesy of him. The Titans will be wearing white jerseys with navy blue britches this weekend in Jacksonville. All right, now let's cover some sound bites in the midweek media segment of the show. This week's midweek media segment is going to be particularly low on analysis from me, simply because there's so much for us to cover. So before we get to the injury report, I want to play for you part of the interview with Bud Dupree this week. He gave a really great and thoughtful interview talking about the start to his season and his return from his major injury. Here are his thoughts on how he approached getting back on the field. That because I'm, I'm pretty much up on my recovery. I think it's just timing. And, you know, sometimes uh, me being a bigger guy, you know, being a heavier guy, I'm, uh, a lot of guys who tore the ACL before me are just starting to come back into play. And I was trying to play five weeks ago. So, you know, uh, you know that just shows the – I feel like that just shows kind of like uh, the way I'm thinking, that I want to be on the, t- on the field and, and show this team – um, what they got me for, and also that's another bumper in that road where I got to sit back and say, like, all right, well, these guys tore theirs week two, week three of last year. I tore mine in December. Why am I on the field before them? So, you know. Clearly, Bud regrets how he rushed back, and it makes sense why he's been a minimal factor because of his injury so far. But you have to admire his honesty here, especially from this Titans team. A player talking so candidly about their injury, giving us an update, is refreshing from a team that that keeps injuries so close to the chest. There's no doubt he wants to be out there, and I think there's a decent chance that we do see him this weekend. But there's more on that here in a moment. Another small thing that stood out to me in press conferences this week was offensive coordinator Todd Downing's response to a good question From Paul Kuharski of paulkuharski.com and OutKick360, Paul asked Downing if rookie second-round draft pick Dylan Radins could be a part of the answer to the O-line woes. Downing essentially gave a non-answer to the question, saying Radins was working hard in practice and learning a lot from veterans. It's not exactly encouraging, that answer, if you are hoping to see Radins see meaningful playing time anytime soon. All right, now this behemoth of an injury report. This is about to be a lot of information thrown at you all at once, so pay attention. We will start with the Jacksonville side of things because it is a much smaller list. Jacksonville has four players on their report this week. Defensive lineman Roy Robertson-Harris with an ankle and an illness. Did not practice all week and is out. Outside linebacker Larenti McRae with a hamstring. Did not practice to start the week and then was limited. He's questionable. Cornerback Tyson Campbell with a toe was limited all week. He's questionable. And running back Carlos Hyde with a shoulder was full all week. So it sounds like he's going to go. All right, now the Titans list, which is 23 players long. There's only 53 people on the active roster. So uh, if you do the quick math there, this is almost half the team on the list. We'll start with those that are for sure out this week. Offensive lineman Aaron Brewer with a knee did not practice. He is out. Linebacker Jayon Brown with a knee did not practice. He is out. Tight end Tommy Hudson with an ankle did not practice and is out. Wide receiver Julio Jones with his hamstring injury did not practice and is out this week. Punter Brett Kern with his groin injury did not practice at all. Also out. 
And finally, wide receiver Racy McMath with a quad injury did not practice at all and is out. Next, the handful of questionable designations. First, tackle Taylor Lewan with a toe injury. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, but was a full participant today. He's questionable. Wide receiver Nick Westbrook-Akine with a hamstring injury. Didn't practice Wednesday, was limited on Thursday, and was full on Friday and is questionable. Defensive lineman Danico Autry with a hip injury was limited on Wednesday and then didn't practice on Thursday, but came back and was a full participant today on Friday. So he's listed as questionable. I'm not sure how you handicap that one, whether or not he's going to play. It seems perhaps with his hip injury, he ran into a setback in the middle of the week, took Thursday off to rest it, and felt good enough to go today. We'll see whether or not he goes this weekend. Next is outside linebacker Bud Dupree, who we spoke about earlier with his knee injury. He was limited on Wednesday, but then full for two days in a row to end the week. He's listed as questionable, but it sounds like there's a pretty good chance he sees the field. And then finally, tackle Ty Sambrello with a foot injury. He was limited on Thursday and limited again on Friday, and he's listed as questionable. Now, the rest of the list doesn't have a designation on Friday, so that means they are probably the most likely to go on the list, but there's still a chance that their injury keeps them out. First up is running back Kari Blossom game with his ankle injury. He was limited on Wednesday and full the rest of the week. Wide receiver A.J. Brown, this is obviously a big one with his hamstring injury, was limited on Wednesday, but a full participant Thursday and Friday. The Titans did end up saying that he will almost certainly be going this weekend, so that's great news for the Titans in the passing game. Linebacker Rashawn Evans with his quad injury was limited on Wednesday and then full on Thursday and Friday. Outside linebacker Sharif Finch with a concussion was limited on Wednesday and then a full participant Thursday and Friday. He did clear concussion protocol, so he's good in terms of the concussion protocol if he's ready to play. Cornerback Chris Jackson with a shoulder injury was limited on Wednesday and then a full participant the rest of the week. Center Ben Jones with a neck injury was limited all week long. Running back Jeremy McNichols with a hamstring was limited on Wednesday and then a full the rest of the week. Guard Roger Saffold with with a concussion, who also has cleared concussion protocol as of Friday, was limited on Wednesday and then a full participant the rest of the week, so it sounds like he's good to go. Defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons with a back injury was limited on Wednesday but had a full rest of the week. Cornerback Caleb Farley, this one's big, first-round draft pick with a shoulder injury. He was full all week long. It seems like he's ready to go. Now, in terms of whether or not he'll see a lot of meaningful snaps, we'll have to see what the Titans staff ends up doing with him. But in terms of health, he seems to be ready to play. Defensive lineman Tier Tart with a shoulder injury was also full all week long, so he should be good to go. And then, of course, running back Derrick Henry, who tends to take weeks off to rest. He did not practice at all until Friday. And on Friday today, he was a full participant. So as usual, he seems to be ready to go and just taking the week off to rest. Now, that's the full list. Hopefully you paid attention to that laundry list of folks dealing with injuries. There are a couple of additional notes. The Titans moved three players from the practice squad to the active roster today. The players getting the promotion were defensive lineman Amani Bledsoe, linebacker Joe Jones, and offensive lineman Corey Levin. Four players were placed on IR today, meaning they will miss at least the next three games. And that is linebacker John Brown, wide receiver Racy McMath, offensive lineman Aaron Brewer, and tight end Tommy Hudson. 
And finally, three players are currently in the designated to return category, meaning they came off of IR and are now eligible to return within a 21-day window. Those players are rookie safety Brady Breeze, wide receiver Marcus Johnson, and running back Darrington Evans. Now, that doesn't mean that they'll necessarily be active this week. It means that they will be almost certainly activated within 21 days of being marked as eligible to return. Now, Vrabel did say today that Marcus Johnson has had a good week, and they'll make a decision on whether he is active tomorrow. The other two we've not heard on. Lastly, for today's Friday episode, before we head into the weekend, a couple of things to mention here in the quick hit segment. I am once again here to provide more of the infinite, incredible Derrick Henry stats for you. Henry has over a thousand more rushing yards since the start of 2019 than the next closest back. Henry has 4,077 in that time frame, with Nick Chubb coming in a distant second with 2,923. In his last four games against the Jaguars, Henry has been particularly dominant with 104 attempts, 740 rushing yards, and nine touchdowns. But here's the stupidest Henry stat this week for you. Since the start of 2019, Henry's 4,077 rushing yards is more than each of the following teams' total rushing yards in that period. The Broncos, Panthers, Chiefs, Rams, Giants, Texans, Jaguars, Bears, Bengals, Lions, Bucks, Jets, Falcons, Chargers, Dolphins, Steelers, and the Washington football team. That is 17 teams over half of the league. Total insanity. Okay, two more brief tidbits for you. First, linebacker Jayon Brown, who is now on IR, but when he returns, the Titans will be using him in a, in a reserve role going forward, meaning David Long Jr. and Rashawn Evans will be the starting linebackers now, and Brown will be more of a rotational piece. Second, cornerback Christian Fulton is the second highest graded corner in the league, according to PFF, when in single coverage so far this year. He was pretty terrible last week when the Titans moved him inside for some reason that I can't explain to the slot cornerback position. But on the outside, he's been nails. So Titans fans should hope the team keeps him on the outside moving forward. All right, that's going to do it for today. Before we go, before you click away, I've got some important news to share with you. The Titans 10 now has its own podcast feed on Apple and Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Stitcher, literally wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you're listening on the football and other F words feed or on the feed on broadwaysportsmedia.com, please go subscribe to the Titans 10 feed wherever you get your favorite podcasts and listen there. The Titans 10 won't be on the F-Words pod feed for very long, so go subscribe to the Titans 10 feed, and please leave the show a five-star review. If you ever leave a review for any podcast, please make it this one. That 30 seconds of your day, very small effort, makes a massive difference for me and the future success of this show, so it would mean a ton if you helped me out with that. So subscribe, rate, review. Thank you for that in advance. Make sure to tune in as the Titans take on the Jaguars on Sunday at noon on CBS. And don't miss the next episode of the Titans 10 next Tuesday, where we'll be breaking down the game and all the news that comes out of the weekend action. So have a great couple days and enjoy another NFL Sunday. And I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Tuesday. 
Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Listen, I know every show you've ever listened to has asked you to do that, and you don't. I get it. I'm guilty of it, too. But not every show you listen to is brand new and trying to get off the ground like we are. So please, it'll help so, so much if you go rate and review and subscribe to the show. Actually, go do it. Thank you in advance. We love a good grassroots effort over here at the Titans 10. And I know you've got a bunch of friends and family who follow the Titans. I know you do. So please, send them this show. And don't just tell them about it. Share the show with them over text. Send it to them. Tell them how much they need it in their lives because, of course, they definitely do. All press conference audio in this episode is from TennesseeTitans.com, so thank you to them for providing that for us. Follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at the Titans 10 BSM. That's at the Titans 10 BSM on Twitter to keep up with all of my football coverage and get show updates. Make sure to check out me and my talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got a great team of writers as well as a great podcast network with new content five days a week for you to consume. All right, that's going to do it for today. I am your host, Easton Freeze, and this has been the Titans 10. 